In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 260th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, The Draft is Finally Here. Yes, it is. We got the draft on Thursday through Saturday. Seemed like the longest pre-draft run-up in the history of mankind. Probably because the Falcons are up at four. So we're going to get right to it uh, today. We got six items we got to go through. Falcons at one. Uh, Blank's role in the draft. Kyle Pitts' interview. Review the Falcons' draft picks. We're going to talk about Therese Paler and the All Juice team. Mock draft we had last night to raise some money for uh, honorable cause. And then we're going to close. With the Falcons, seventh round mock draft. I got all the picks here that they need to take uh, throughout the three uh, three days. We'll send them along to Coach Te- Coach uh, Smith and General Manager Terry Fontenot with no shame in our game. We know Bill Nunn, the baddest scout ever, was a sports writer first. So we did our work. We got our board set, and we got the picks for the Falcons. So, but uh, number one, Falcons at one. Okay, we're down to quarterbacks, okay? Um, we have been making our calls and talking to our uh, folks and colleagues around the league from L.A. to Cincinnati to, you know, San Francisco, everybody. And, um, you know, we kind of think we got a handle on this thing here. Quarterback, they're going quarterback at four. Uh I'm feeling fields, but, um, you know, there are some people that are saying that uh, Terry likes Lance. So I'm staying with fields in my mock draft. That's what we're going to do. Penny Soul, they they did a great job of smoke screening their pick, and they go Penny Sowell. That would make absolutely good sense to me. I was on that earlier, but I've been sniffing around that and haven't been able to get the connection there. So, you know, we know they've been very obvious about the quarterback uh, evaluations, sending six people to those uh, those two uh, second-round um, pro days. And uh, it's it's true. Cal Shanahan's going to do a solid at number three and take Mac Jones. The Kyle Pitts is, um, you know, off the board. I thought it was a smoke screen. Well, we knew it was uh, initially. Because Miami wanted them, and they're trying to entice them to come up. But uh, Kyle Pitts doesn't make sense. Even Kyle Pitts says four quarterbacks are going, and we'll give you that here too today. So Falcons at one. I'm going Justin Fields. We're going to stay there. That was our last mock draft. I have to update it today. Don't look like uh, I got a little work to do on the bottom, but at the top I think we're solid. So Justin Fields from Ohio State, Harrison High. 
to the Falcons at four. So let's hear from our guy, Mel Kuyper, here in the last draft one. We've been, um, you know, saving him for you. We're going to give him Kuyper on fields. Then I think I'm going to go right to Kuyper on how the whole Mac Jones uh, situation is going to break down at three. Quarterback that you believe they should pick, and, and how does that all line up for you? Oh, no, that was the uh, Mac Jones. Let's go to Fields. The second best quarterback in this draft. I could see him going to Denver at nine. I could see somebody trading up to ten to get him, or trading up to seven ahead of Denver to either force Denver to go from nine to seven with Detroit to get him. So I think he's going to be. I would say he's going to be falling. I think he's going to be red hot. I think he's going to be. You know, if USC is the fifth quarterback taken, so what? The quarterbacks that have dropped over the years have done pretty well. And uh, you know, if it's New England, if it's Denver, if it's Washington, Chicago, you know, whoever it is. And that depends upon how far those teams want to drop. If you're Detroit, how far down are you okay dropping to? But I, we're, we're even at Dallas at 10. But I think there's going to be activity to go up and get Justin Fields. Activity to go up and get Justin Fields. Now nah, the Falcons are going to trade out. I don't think so. If they do, they're not going back to 15 to New England. So they're going to hold tight. Now, hey, we talked about quarterbacks dropping. Let's just review. Lamar Jackson failed. Patrick Mahomes went 10th overall. Deshaun Watson failed. Dak Prescott, fourth round, I believe. Aaron Rodgers in the 20s, I believe. Green Bay and Russell Wilson failed. Justin Fields is apparently fallen, but it's hard to know if that means anything. I'd still take him in a heartbeat. Uh, from one of our friends my buddy timothy watley up in milwaukee big time packer fan all right let's go to um mel here i started this at first mel on the mac jones phenomenon i mean it makes sense i mean i heard brian mcfadden on dukes and bell today breaking it down you know he's a processor he can think he can move uh kyle likes him bottom line quarterback that you believe they should pick and, and how does that all line up for you very difficult. That's the thing, because you always want to just rate players and not worry about where they're going to go. And you know, there's always a pressure to try to line everything up. And I always tell people, and Todd and I talk about this a lot, it's, we shouldn't have to worry about it. Never worry about that. Just rate the players as you see it. You're basically a 33rd, 34th team we are. So, and then the mock draft kind of complicates matters because then you have to go against some things that you like and don't like and go by what you're hearing. So I think the 49ers, I would look at Justin Fields. I think he's the second best quarterback in the draft, but Mac Jones is the way it's going. It seems like I'd heard Mac Jones or Trey Lance early on, whether that's not true, whether just throwing that out there to the, the full people, who knows? There's a lot of that goes on this time of year, but I went with Mac Jones because that's what you're hearing. Now, I would go Justin Fields, but that's me. It's like the Josh Allen draft. I would have taken Josh Allen number one, but he didn't go number one. He went with seven. You know? So to me, you have to always realize that a mock draft is completely different than a ratings board and always keep that in the right perspective. All right, that's Mel. He's he's in the camp with a lot of us with Justin Fields, the second best quarterback in the draft. Uh, and so, you know, at four, that'd be uh, the best player available for the Falcons. Uh, you know, tight end. We just can't see that going. Even the tight end is out on that. So what's Arthur Blank's role in the draft process? 
And, uh, you know, we've heard bits and pieces. We asked to be in the draft room for years. They declined it every year. Um, you know, early on, we uh, we had some access. Tim Tucker kind of just lay back on the wall. You know, I think we agreed to not write some stuff and maybe some other. But, um, you know, that's just we haven't been able to do that. So, Scott Pioli, assistant GM. He's been in the room. He was in the room for six years. And we uh, have a post up. Basically, uh, he was on NFL Network. And um, uh, Nate Burleson asked him what was Arthur Blank's role. And so he described it as uh, one uh, um, of, of one of support. He's with the, he goes through the process with the GM and the coach. But he doesn't push opinions. He lets the decision makers make their decision. But I'm like, hey, if your boss is with you at every step of the way, doesn't he, you know, that's going to, whether he's trying to influence you or not, it's going to, you know, doesn't it seep over? How do you build that China wall? Uh, that's all you want as a leader, whether you're a head coach or making the final decision or the general manager. He makes himself a healthy part of the process by asking smart and thoughtful questions that are probing which allows the decision makers to get to the place they need to be so he doesn't influence the decision makers he supports them going through that process for a couple years was really interesting to watch how well arthur handled his leaders all right, so new general manager Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are going through their first collaborative draft with Blank. The Falcons hold the fourth pick, which will be held, you know, we went through the draft. So I don't know. I wonder um, who else does this healthy alongside approach. I know Bob Harlan didn't in Green Bay, but that's a, another uh, that's another podcast for another day. Now, let's talk about Pitts. Pitts was on uh, NFL Network, too, and he said they uh, he hadn't heard from San Francisco since the, um, you know, pro day, and he doesn't know what that means. Um, he's like half and half. He would be surprised if they took him. Uh, he said, I would definitely be surprised. There are definitely a lot of good quarterbacks in the draft. I think the first four picks will be quarterbacks. But if I do get the chance to be drafted at third, that would be too crazy. I would be real excited. I think my heart would just fall out of my chest. So I got Pitts going to six, and we're going to leave him right there. I know a lot of people want Pitts, but those people don't understand the dynamics of team building, I believe. Unless he is, you know, Jerry Rice or something like that. Riley Odom was the last one to go in the top five and played uh, for the Denver Broncos back in the day. I knew all those uh, guys. Uh, Haven Moses, my cousin Laren Jackson played for the those Broncos back then. So let's review um, the picks. And uh, we have a um, item up on AJC.com where to watch it live stream the draft. And so, you know, you know it starts at 8 o'clock on Thursday, comes back at 7 o'clock on Fridays for round 2 and 3, and then at noon on Saturday for 4, 5, 6, and 7. Falcons don't have a 7th round pick. The first round pick is number 1, and the first round is number 4, 4th overall. Second round, uh, 3rd pick of the second round is 35th overall. The fourth pick of the third round is 68 overall. And here's the fourth round pick. It's 
third in that round, 108 overall. The Falcons have a chance to get four top 100 picks because if somebody slips, you know, you can get them at 108. So they should get four top 100 players in this draft. I wouldn't mess with the uh, defense there. Well, yeah, I would on the last pick here. We're going to go over those uh, later. So fifth round, the fourth pick of the fifth round is 148. The 38th and 39th pick of the fifth round, they got two comps here, 182 and 183. You know, they hit on the fifth round with Grady Jarrett, so don't sell the fifth round short. Then in the sixth round, you got, and they hit on the sixth, Foyer Ulicon, uh, third uh, pick of the sixth round, 187th. The 35th pick of the sixth round, 219. Call it a rep after that. I don't think they, um, if they can, don't trade back, they need to keep all these picks and get as many players in here to compete for roster spots and then get on the uh, undrafted trail. So the, uh, <clears throat> real quick, this was a, uh, Honored to be on this last night with uh, Ben Heisler, uh, gambling at writer, fantasy writer for Sports Illustrated. I don't know if he's related to Mark Heisler, though, uh, L.A. Times um, basketball reporter. But Ben put this together, uh, had a lot of writers from around the country to do the all-juice NFL mock draft in honor of our friend Therese A. Paler from uh, Howard University, uh, Yahoo Sports, Kansas City Star, who passed away during the pandemic. Uh, but, um, you know, and he was uh, well-liked by a lot of the young um, reporters and, uh, you know, uh, bloggers and so forth around the country. A uh, good friend of mine, I took him under my wing at the uh, Super Bowl, and he was one of our, uh, the Hall of Fame voters, uh, too. So, uh, he, <laughs> I got the ball rolling on Tourette, on uh Terrell Lowens, uh, George Stewart told me some stories about his grandmother and how the uh, he stood on the star and, you know, he really was praying to his grandma. And, you know, so I told the committee all of those stories and, you know, they weren't buying them at first. And so then Terrell finally just started pounding the table. This guy's a Hall of Famer. You know, it took us five years, but we got it. And then T.O. was mad and didn't come. But, hey, uh, that was one of uh, the stories we shared with the group last night. But um, doing it here because it's a chance to give to uh, his scholarship fund at Howard University. Uh, you can go to given.howard.edu backslash give now. And I have the flyer out on Twitter. Uh, under tribute, note in memory of Therese A. Paler, T-E-R-E-Z-A period, P-A-Y-L-O-R. Under designation, select other and write in Therese A. Paler Scholarship. So that's, um, I have that uh, flyer on Twitter. And uh, we'll have the All Juice Mock Draft out there. And it's on YouTube too, I believe. So we're going, uh, we're getting close to the end. But hey, boom, we've been, this is, uh, we did this today. And wanted to share it with you all. Who the Falcons are going to take with all these picks. So we got Justin Fields, quarterback one. Uh, second round, uh, Creed Humphrey or uh, Landon Dickerson, the center guard from uh, center guard. Well, they, you know, they're both for centers, but Creed, Oklahoma, Dickerson, Alabama, Remington Award winner. Third round, uh, I want Javante Williams, the running back 
from North Carolina, but he's gone. So I'm upset. But I'm going to take Kenneth Gainwell from Memphis. And I still got Sermon on the board. So maybe I double back and get Sermon later, too. Fourth round pick, I'm going Trey Brown, Oklahoma cornerback. He can play. Uh, we were, uh, yeah, he definitely uh, would be uh, able to get in the mix on the defensive side of the ball. Then at fifth, the fifth round pick, the first one, I'm going to take Richard LeCount, LeCount out of Georgia. Uh, he's going to still be there because he, uh, you know, the injury and so forth. Uh, value at safety is, is the good pick there. And then on uh, the fifth round, I don't know if Walker Little's gonna gonna last to that pick, to that comp pick. Uh, that comp pick is again 182, and I kind of got him going at 160. But hey, you gotta get lucky in the draft. You see a guy slipping, go get him. That'll be a tackle for the line. And then I like the big um, local kid out of Tulane, Cam Sample, 6'3", 280, defensive end. Need some big ends because we're going to 3 4. I don't care what they say. And, uh, you know, multiple and all that. But hey, you need a big end. So, Cam Sample in the fifth round at 183. And then uh, another safety here. I'm going to go James Wiggins. Sixth round out of Cincinnati. He's got a shot to make it. And then with a, the last pick, I'm going to, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to shoot for it here. Uh, so many players have come out of the uh, HBCU system. Uh, you know, the Super Bowl, nine Steelers had 11. Scout Bill Nunn loaded that team up with HBCU players. We've seen a decline in the recruitment of them. And, uh, but one kid caught my attention that uh, he got cut from Norfolk State and then went over to NCCU, North Carolina Central, in Durham. Ended up being a defensive player of the year in the MEAC. He's a hybrid outside linebacker. Uh, with the sixth-round pick, I'm taking Darius Royster. You know, maybe he's not Robert Mathis. Maybe he's half Robert Mathis. Heck, the Falcons will take that. But he's got some speed to him. Had to put a little weight on. But uh, uh, that's that's what you got to see when you see the HBCU players. What, you know, um, Bill Nunn told Tony Dungy, you know, hey, you got to see how they fit in your system and what do you need. And so that's what they, when they pick Antone Bethay, uh, you know, Bill Nunn scouting principles were used. So you got to use them for Darius Royster too. Um, you know, putting on weight usually isn't that big. It's whether he loses his speed or not with it. So I'm going to take, a, you know, take some shots here and get an HBCU edge rusher and, you know, try to strike goal in the sixth round uh, with Darius Rucker out of North Carolina Central. Hey, with that, we're going to get on out of here and get ready for Coach Smith and Coach uh, GM Fontenot. We got them coming at 10 a.m. this morning. Hopefully they will we'll be expecting Calvin Ridley's fifth-year option to be picked up this morning. We'll get. I'm going to go ahead and get that ready. And... Um, uh, you know, we they'll you know, we'll see what they talk about Julio and but we gotta get on the draft. We're not worried about Julio right now. It's about uh, Thursday through Saturday in Cleveland, Ohio. So with that we're gonna get on out of here. 
from the 260th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. You can follow me on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC. You can go to our Facebook page, Atlanta Falcons News Now, as we try to press on here in these new uh, and changing times in the journalism field. Take care and have a great rest of your week. Music by DJ Magic. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.